Wonderful good evening to all those that are here with us tonight. We're so thankful for your presence and especially those that are visiting with us. We are always encouraged by you and those that are watching online. Again, we're always thankful as well for that opportunity we have to come together to worship God in spirit and in truth and to enjoy fellowship with one another. We're going to be looking tonight at Acts chapter 20 and verse 35 as we think about the lesson that it is more blessed to give than to receive. And as we think about this lesson, I want to begin by spending some time in talking about some some great examples that we have of giving. And really what we will do is to make an evaluation of giving and note the fact that God gave his very best. But not only did God give his very best, but his son gave his very best. And also the Holy Spirit gave his very best. And then we will for a little bit of time to talk about how we as God's children are to give of ourselves in the work of the kingdom. Let's begin by talking about God who gave his very best. You don't have to look very far in scripture to find out that God gave his only begotten son for us. The Bible says in John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave. We could stop right there because God is giving. But he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. The Bible also tells us in Romans 5 and verse 8, but God commended his love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. John would say in 1 John 4 and verse 14, and we have seen and do testify that the father sent the son to be the savior of the world. It's not hard to understand why Paul would write to the city, to the church at Corinth and say in 2 Corinthians 9, 15, thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. That's right. He's talking about Christ Jesus. Jesus was his only begotten son, his most prized possession, and yet he was willing to give him for us. In Romans 8 and verse 31, Paul would say that if God be for us, who could be against us? He that spared not his own son, but freely gave him for us all. And so God gave his very best. And then secondly, Jesus gave his very best. What we need to understand is that God and Jesus, as well as the Holy Spirit, work in concert with one another. We've been talking about that on Wednesday nights in the divine Godhead and how they are one and the same, yet three different personalities, three different persons in the fact of what they did to bring about what we have today. They had the same aim, the same goal, and that is the redemption of the human family. Jesus in John 15, 13 said, Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Dear friends, you might remember what the Hebrew writer said in Hebrews 2 and verse 9 when he was speaking of Christ, that he by the grace of God should taste death for 
every man. That's right. It's hard for us to even imagine that Jesus, the second member of the Godhead, emptied himself. And as Paul would say in Philippians 2, 5 through 8, took upon himself human flesh for the purpose of going to that cross and dying in our place taking our place on that cross. We are the sinners. We are the guilty ones. We're the ones that die, but God so loved the world that he gave his son. And Jesus was willing to do it so that we could have the hope of eternal life in heaven with him. God gave his best. Yes, but Jesus gave his very best in going to the cross. We see it in his attitude of submission, We see it in his attitude of sacrifice and his service to us as the human family here on old planet earth. Everything pointed toward this ultimate gift that would redeem us from our sins. But then thirdly, the Holy Spirit also gave his very best, the book that we might hold in our hands, that we read from on a regular basis. This book that we call the Bible is an inspired document that was given to us by the third member of the Godhead, that being the Holy Spirit. Jesus said to the apostles in John 16, 13, how be it when he, that is the spirit of truth has come and he will guide you into all truth. Peter tells us that God has given unto us all things that pertain in the life and godliness. That the Bible is an incomparable book. There are no legitimate comparisons when it comes to the Word of God. And the reason is because it's an inspired book. God inspired. God breathed, 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. God used men to record His Word, His will. Peter said that holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. 2 Peter 1, 21. This Bible that we have in our laps, in our hands, was a Bible that was written over a period of about 1,600 years by some 40 different writers. Can you imagine? 40 different writers over a period of 1,600 years. Many of those writers never even met some of the other writers. And yet it flows. It has a meaning. It has a purpose. It has a plan. And all of that only could have come from Almighty God through the Holy Spirit to these men and then to us. I'm thankful for it. Because without it, I would be without hope. I'd be lost in a world without hope. We can go back and we can look at those who lived under the patriarchal dispensation. And then... There is that Mosaic dispensation, those who lived under the law of Moses, and today we live under the law of Christ. But not only is the Bible an incomparable book, it is an inspired book. It's an inspiring book. Why is that? Because this book inspires us to a better way of life. Tell me not that it's not true. Tell me that it's not true. I think about the word spoken in Acts 20 and verse 35, that it is more blessed to give than to receive. When you begin to read and study 
and examine the scriptures, you find out that God calls us to a higher, a very nobler life. God wants the very best from us. But why is that? Because he gave his very best. All because his son gave his very best and all because the Holy Spirit gave us his very best as well. Now, having said that, I want us to think for a minute or two about some application or exhortation to give. We begin by saying that God wants or demands our very best and that we should never be satisfied with giving him anything less, right? You can go back and you read in the Old Testament and you take note of all those sacrifices that were offered and you'll find out that God wanted the very best even by the way of sacrifice. Today, we are to offer our bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God in everything that we do for the cause of Christ, Romans 12 and verse 1. It ought to be done with the goal of giving our very best. To give you an illustration of what I'm talking about, I want you to go with me, if you will, to Mark chapter 14. Mark chapter 14. We'll look at verse 3. Because here we have an account recorded by Mark about a lady that took an alabaster box of very costly oil. And she broke that box and she poured the oil on the head of Jesus. In verse 4, here's what was said. And there were some that had indignation within themselves and said, Why was this waste of the ointment made? For it might have been sold for more than 300 pence and have been given to the poor. And they murmured against her. And Jesus said, Let her alone. Why trouble ye her? She hath wrought a good work on me, for ye have the poor with you always, and whensoever ye will, ye may do them good, but me ye have not always. She had done what she could. We talk about giving God our very best, and what God wants is for us to do what we can, when we can, and where we can. That's simple enough, isn't it? And so what a great example that this lady did what she could. And so Jesus said that she has come aforehand to anoint my body to the bearing. Verily I say unto you, wheresoever this gospel shall be preached throughout the whole world, this also that she had done shall be spoken of for a memorial of her. Some 2,000 years later, we still think about this lady. This saintly lady here in Mark chapter 14, who did what she could for the Lord. And as we begin this new year, 2023, the Lord willing, I would ask this question, will it be said of you that you did what you could? Will it be said of you later in years after you have passed and gone on? that you had done all that you could have done. Will you give your very best because God wants your very best? There are some things that I would encourage you to consider for just a moment or two that relate to giving our best in the new, the new year. First of all, 
We need to give our very best when it comes to our time. And we talked about that this morning. Our time is a precious commodity, isn't it? It's up to us to how we spend our time. We can be a wise steward of our time or we can be a foolish steward of our time. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 4 and verse 2, Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. You see, God wants you and I to use our time wisely here upon this earth. I said that we have 1,440 minutes allotted to us each day and 86,400 seconds in a day. How will we use that time? As we embark upon a new year, how much time are you planning to spend in God's Word? Do you have a plan mapped out? We've provided for you a, a checkoff list, if you will. How you can begin January 1st today and start reading the Bible. And by January 1st of next year, you would have read the whole Bible in one year. And you can check that off as you do your reading. We don't just want you to read the Word of God. We want you to study it. And I'm sure and I'm hoping that something might provoke you in your reading that says, you know, I need to find out more about this. I need to understand this a little bit fuller. Let me, let me find out more. That's study. Why, is it, why does it say it that way? Why is it understood that way? What do I need to understand? How can I make application to my life of what I've learned from what I've read? We also have a, a list back there where you can read the Bible chronologically. Now that's an interesting study too as well. You'll begin with the first and second chapter of Genesis and then go right into Job. Job was a patriarch. In fact, the book of Job was the first book ever written before Genesis was written. Because Moses wrote the first five books. Job was a patriarch. Moses was not a patriarch. And so we understand that, that it's very important for us not only to read the Word of God, but also to study it with that one so, uh, as well. And so do we have a plan mapped out of how we can draw closer to the Lord through this book that we call the Bible? James said, draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you, James 4.8. You know, one of the ways that we draw closer to God is by spending time in His Word. It was said of the Apostle Peter and John by the Sanhedrin Council in the first century in Acts 4 and verse 13. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled and they took knowledge of them that they have been with Jesus. Do you want to be more like Christ-like in this new year? Do you want to develop habits that are becoming of a New Testament Christian? Then spend time with the Lord in His book. Peter said that we are to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, 2 Peter 3.18. If spiritual growth occurs in your life, it will be because of you and you alone. Set as your goal, spiritual growth over the next 12 months, Lord willing, 
The second question I would ask is, how much time will you spend in worship to Almighty God over the next 12 months? Over the course of the next 12 months, the Lord willing, we will have the opportunity to meet 52 weeks in that year, in this year. We will come together to worship God twice on Sunday, which would equate to about 104 hours over the course of 52 weeks. We will come together on Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. for Bible study, and then on Wednesday night at 7 p.m. for our midweek Bible study. And that will be a total of 208 hours in a 52-week period in study of God's Word. So how much time are you willing to commit to worship over the course of the next year? Let me tell you what. It'll be your decision. I can't make you. I can encourage you to come. I can build you up, edify you, that you would want to come. That you would rather be here than to be anywhere else so you can grow closer to God. That's why we are here. It's to grow closer to God and His Word. But not only is it your decision, but by your example, it might be the case that others will follow your lead and be here as well. A third question I want to ask is how much time are you willing to devote to the work of the Lord in 2023? Jesus said, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, Matthew 6, 33. I've said this before and I want to just reemphasize it again. That word first in Matthew 6, 33, it actually means before anything else. Think about it. First. First and foremost, we might say on occasion, to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. We talk about giving God our very best. That means that best when it comes to our time. It means best when it comes to our talents. And it means best when it comes to our treasures. Anything less is not our best, is it? There are a lot of folks in the church that want to throw God They're crumbs. They're not interested in giving him their best, and yet the Lord demands the very best. And so what about you? How much time are you willing to spend and work for the cause of Christ over the next 12 months? What about your talents? We talked about your time, but what about your talents? Paul said, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works. Ephesians 2.10. I may not know what exactly your talents or abilities are, but whatever they are, why not determine right now that you're going to do your best in every way? Maybe you can have a Bible study with somebody. Maybe you can help out somewhere here in the, when it comes to the work of the church. Maybe you can just do whatever you can to invite people in or bring them in. Whatever it might take. Whatever your ability is, whatever your talent might be, give God your very best. Give your best to the cause over the next year. And if you'll do that, we'll see a lot of growth, not only spiritually, but physically as well. Spiritual growth leads to numerical growth. All of us can do something. There are some very important works 
And the only way that these works will get done is for all of us to pitch in, to join hands together and do the work. Time, talents, what about your treasures? We have some generous givers here at Central. You can see our budget and what we give on a weekly basis. But Paul talks about the spirit of giving in 2 Corinthians chapters 8 and chapter 9. And how the Lord loves a cheerful giver. And I appreciate all that you do. I know the elders appreciate those of you that give sacrificially and that give regularly. The only way that we can do more for the cause of Christ is by giving more. The more we give, the more we can do. You all have done so much in giving to help our missionary works and it shows. Whether it be in India, whether it be in Africa, Guatemala, or now the Czech Republic, and other places as well. Whether it's through the Florida School of Preaching to help other students become gospel preachers and be able to serve other congregations throughout this world throughout America especially. Whatever it takes, supporting the school and the students, soaring for souls in the ability to evangelize, but to be able to go into remote areas that only, only a plane or a helicopter can get in to those areas. To Childhaven and Fairhaven to help support the orphans and the widows and the foster children and to those who have given to help put our sign up in the next few months. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. When we sow the seed of the kingdom and it falls on honest and good hearts, I promise you it will yield good fruit. It has yielded. And for that we are grateful. We can't wait to hear the reports of the good work that has been done, that's being done in those areas. And we want to Thank you for that. There have been wells dug in Africa to support those people that don't have good, clean water if it wasn't for those wells. And that lady right there in that wheelchair has helped a lot towards that goal as well. And you have too. And thank you. Thank you. There are a lot of things that we can do together. And there are a lot of great things that have taken place right here. I appreciate the elders and the deacons and their leadership, their support, their encouragement. I'm thankful for not only just the elders and the deacons, but their wives that stand behind them and the work that they do, their support. I'm also thankful for your desire to see the gospel being preached and to be able to thankful to you for what you have done, even for me, the encouragement. And many of you know what you are already doing. And maybe there are some who knew that they could do more. And so as we begin this new year, 2023, making our plans, I would encourage you to think about what you can do specifically for the cause right here at Central. Think about how you can be an asset to this church, whatever your talents, whatever your abilities, use them for the cause of Christ. That's why we're here on this earth. It's for the glory of God. And to be able to spread that glory of God to all the other people. So that they can see the glory of God as well.
Make, let's make this the best year ever. I've already heard some of you say that. Oh, 2023 is going to be a great year. But it will only be a great year if we make it a great year. And so think about what you can do. Whatever your abilities, use them for the cause. Let's make this the best year. We don't know what a day will bring forth. But while we're here, we can work. We can worship and we can enjoy one another's fellowship. Would you pray with me? Our Father, which art in heaven, we are so thankful for all the blessings that we enjoy in Christ, especially the spiritual blessings. We're thankful for the privilege of being able to serve in your kingdom. We ask that you would forgive us of our shortcomings and our failures. But Father, forgive us when we have not given our best. Forgive us when our heart has not been in the work as it should be. And Father, we pray that as we begin this brand new year, starting today, 2023, that we would approach it with zeal and hunger to do what's right, but especially to give our very best. We ask, Father, that you would richly bless all of us as we struggle not to conform to the pressures of this world, but to be conformed to your righteousness and your love. Help us to set the right example to live and to serve that one day we can be together in heaven. And it's in thy son's name that we pray. If you're here tonight and not a child of God, can we encourage you to become one? You see, God has provided us the means whereby we can be saved, whereby, whereby we can be with him in heaven. But again, it's up to us. It's our choice. He loved us enough to give his very best. Jesus loved us enough to give his very best. The Holy Spirit loved us enough to give his very best. But it's up to us to do our very best by believing that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. Or else we're going to die in our sins, John 8, 24. To, bend, to make the difference in our lives that reflects on that, to be the right example to, for others to see it as well because it can, it can affect us and it can help us to make the necessary changes called repentance. Luke 13, 3, Acts 17, 30. And then to make that good confession that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. Romans 10, 9 and 10. Go down into the waters of baptism to have those sins washed away, Acts 22, 16. To have the remission of sins, Acts 2, 38. The forgiveness of sin. But then to be added to the Lord's church, Acts 2, 4. You might be here already a child of God. Maybe, maybe you're thinking, I, you know, I could have done more. Maybe I haven't given my very best. We hope that you'll make this a new year to do that. But as a child of God, maybe you've wandered back into sin because you aren't doing your best. Repent of that. Pray that God will forgive you. And we'll pray with you and for you. We're about to sing a song of encouragement. Number 523. Tomorrow, maybe, if you're in need of the gospel call,